Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. It is Wednesday. We're going to talk some NASCAR here on the podcast today with Rod Mullins. And we're going to go to Martinsville of, from this past weekend. And Rod, I have to ask, who do you think the bigger winner was? The actual race winner, Christopher Bell, or Ross Chastain? And I still can't believe what he did to get his way into the championship four. I can't either. And I think probably Ross Chastain is the one that is the big winner that comes out of this more than anything. Um, I have to tell you, this was one of those races where there was a lot of beating, a lot of banging on people back and forth. And I knew coming down to at least the last, uh, under 50 laps to go, there was going to be a lot of jockeying for position. Um, I just did not know that Ross Chastain, and I've, I've got to be honest here. I know this is a family podcast, but I'm just going to say this. I never thought a driver, especially Ross Chastain had the balls to pull off a move like that. I mean, that's probably one of the greatest moves I think in NASCAR history. And I'm just going to be honest about it. Um, I don't think that anybody else could have pulled it off except for him. I, you know, it reminds me a lot of the pass in the grass when, uh, Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt during the, uh, the Winston and, you know, that race and, uh, Bill Elliott complained about it so bad about, you know, he ran me off the track and then I try to go and he runs through the grass and he still gets back on the lap and wins and, you know, beats me out. He said, there's something unfair about it. Some of the drivers have called, you know, have, have said this was unfair, totally how it was. There's no rule in the book against it. There's no rule that says you can't do that. He just, you know, he had a chance. He went from 10th to fifth. He cut the distance. He opened it wide open, rode the fence. He didn't bump Denny Hamlin, which I'm sure a lot of Denny Hamlin fans were hoping that he would till they could fight about it. But, uh, you know, he gets in and bumps Denny Hamlin out. It's probably the greatest move I've ever seen in a NASCAR race. I saw the video. I mean, among the videos, there's so many videos of that, of that move. The mm -hmm. one from inside his car yep. where you see the flap go up and, mm -hmm. and you're just, he, how, how the physics of that move also, I mean, he's literally riding the wall. That mm -hmm. should slow you down, and yet he still, he still was able to make up all that ground. I mean, you know, I, I, just the the idea that pop into his head there to make that happen uh, is amazing too. That it even occurred to him uh, that this is the only chance I've gotten. Literally, it was the only chance he had. Yeah, it was, and I mean, he cited it as a you know video game move is what he did. He'd done it several times back in what was it? Oh, five or something like that. When he was, when he was younger and he was playing the cube, I guess it was the Nintendo cube at that time. But, you know, he said he pulled that stunt, you know, several times and just didn't think it was going to, you know, happen in real life. And he pulls it off. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible, but you know, I, I think it, like I said, it took some, it took some balls to do this. And Ross Chastain has, uh, I think it's uh, shaking up the playoffs a little bit. Um, we kind of expected him there, but we didn't expect a move that drastic in order to get him into the playoffs. Um, I think more than anything else, Ross Chastain kind of brings back the purpose to me of what a driver is all about. And that is, you know, you go and you drive and then you sacrifice, if you have to your machine and yourself to try to get that win. And that's, you know, the winning is everything sort of mentality about it. But, you know, he wasn't trying to win. That's that's the other thing about it. He wasn't trying to win 
and, you know, win the race and do it in a, in a fashion that was reckless and, you know, safety questions about it. But, you know, even Joey Logano said, you know, Hey, I just can't believe he pulled something like this off. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this thing of Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain having these ill feelings toward each other, especially Hamlin toward Ross Chastain and the way he's drove this season. Um, I think that finally got some things put to rest, at least from my perspective of talking about Denny Hamlin, uh, Denny Hamlin has no point to, or has no place to speak about this right now because Chastain's in the playoffs and he's out. And what was it? Two points, two or, uh, four points, something like that was what the difference was. And Chastain by the tiebreaker jumped ahead of him. So, I mean, it was just unreal. And, um, you know, left out of all this whole thing was Christopher Bell and the win that he pulled off. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't expect Christopher Bell to pull this off, but now he has kind of increased his chances, so to speak, if you're looking at it from the betting world. Um, Chase Elliott was the favorite going into this thing, and there's some people now saying Christopher Bell is hot. He's got the momentum going in his direction. He could very well go to Phoenix, and he could dominate or just be at the right place at the right time and pick up a win and salvage Joe Gibbs racing season, as bad as it has been for that team, uh, he's in the playoffs and it's just something that a lot of us didn't predict going into the early part of the playoffs when they hit Darlington. His third winner of the season and second in the playoffs in must win situations. Mm-hmm. He had to win this one uh, or he would not have been <clears throat> in the championship for. He also won October 9th at Charlotte, the Roval right. uh, when that was the cutoff for, to, for the round of eight. So, Boy, I mean, you know, he he's saving the best for last, so to speak, I guess. Yeah, he, he certainly is. And uh, I've always liked Christopher Bell as a driver, too. I mean, he's uh, he's very deliberate. He's very, you know, he, he thinks his situation out as to what he's going to do. Um, he's kind of like um, a less impulsive sort of Kyle Busch, so to speak. I think, uh, you know, not mouthing about things when certain things are in a certain way. Um, you know, he just goes and he does his job and, um, he's definitely proven, I think more than anything that he has a place at Joe Gibbs racing. Now, before, um, you could have said, well, Daniel Suarez was there. He didn't do a whole lot while he was there at Joe Gibbs racing. Uh, you had Eric Jones there. He didn't do a whole lot there while he was at, uh, there at Joe Gibbs racing, but now Christopher bell, plug him in after Eric Jones leaves. It's taken him a little while to get on his feet and lo and behold, now here he is. He's sitting in the catbird seat in the championship four going to Phoenix. And uh regular season champ, Chase Elliott, uh, punched the other ticket. He came in 10th, mm-hmm. uh, in Martinsville. And he, he's the one who got the four point win, uh, uh, over Denny Hamlin, so to speak, to get to that right. championship four. Um, Elliot, you know, we talked about this before the playoffs started. I mean, he had a, such a great regular season down the stretch of the regular season was maybe, you know, limping home, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He's still limping around there. You know, he's in the championship four. So here's a guy that hasn't been racing great the last few weeks, but he's still in the mix. Yeah. And I think that that's, that shows a lot right there. You know, by the finish on Sunday, Chase Elliott ended up, I think, lost the chance at least for the manufacturer's award being awarded to Hendricks, so to speak, for the championship. Now it's in the hands of someone else. So that's kind of a, you know, a negative, at least going into this race at Phoenix. But here Chase Elliott is, and he stays near the front. I wouldn't say he's at the front totally, but he stays near the front 
and tries to stay out of trouble more than anything to try to just make sure he gets that car over the start finish line and he can come home with some points. But now let's just admit it uh, going into Phoenix. He's going to have to do more than just limp that car around the track. Uh, Christopher bell is going to be armed to bear. Uh, and I think he's going to be ready for this Phoenix race as Ross Chastain will be too. Uh, Joey Logano is in that mix. You really look at it. Joey Logano has a credible shot. If he can hold it together, Phoenix has been a good track for him, but if he can hold it together, uh, you know, he's got a good chance. I think we've got four drivers right here. This championship four better than what we've seen the last few years that have a chance. Anybody could go and pull off this championship. And if they do, it's going to be the talk of the town for probably the, the next couple of months before we head back to Daytona. I'd still say if, if Ross Chastain pulls this out and, and wins the championship, I mean, that, that move already is like you said, Rod earlier, it's one of the, one of the more memorable moves in NASCAR history. If he, mm -hmm. if he ends up winning the championship uh, on Sunday, um, that's gotta be one of the greatest um, single feats that, that, that particular move to get him into a championship and then win. That might be one of the biggest things, not just in NASCAR history, but in all sports history uh, to, to race his way in that way. And then, and then keep himself in the championship run. Yeah. And, and, you know, don't, don't forget about this point too. Uh, track house really in their first season, their first season of racing. This is a small operation. I'm not going to say they're a big operation, but they're small. They've only got two cars with Suarez and they've got it. Uh, the other one with Chastain, this is what was left over of chip Ganassi racing, but you know, here is that. Oh gosh. It's, it's just one of those factors in this whole thing. You know, if he pulls this off, he kind of unseats the multi multi-car ownership teams like the Hendricks, the team Penske's. Um, Joe Gibbs racing, he kind of unseats him there. And, you know, it just proves that the little guy, it just, we've had so much trouble with this next generation car and people, you know, finding fault with it and everything else. But you can say going into this race and whoever comes out, if Chastain comes out on, on top and wins the championship, Chastain can actually just sit back and say, you know, the next generation car got us here because it leveled the playing field against some of these other teams. And, you know, I was talking with a couple of guys. Um, we had come by uh, Ridgeview High School the other day with uh, the NASCAR Technical Institute, and they're promoting STEM. And one of the guys was talking to me, and he works a little bit with uh, Roush Yates engines. And I asked him, I said, you know, has the car, this car this year really changed a lot of stuff? And he said, Yes, it has. He says it's got some bugs in it. There's some, there's some problems that, yeah, they're going to get solved. But when it came to leveling a playing field, this did it for everybody, everybody across the board, even doubt it was not Hendrick dominating all the time. It wasn't Penske dominating. It wasn't Roush, uh, Fenway Keselowski racing, which matter of fact, it didn't do much good for Keselowski this past weekend as he was disqualified out of the race for having weight a little bit um, too unevenly distributed is the way that they called it. Uh, so, um, you know, it's it's evened out for a lot of people. Now it's up to the teams to kind of get that, um, close that gap, so to speak, on the safety issues and try to get this car even in an even better position for next season. Wanted to get some of your thoughts on the, uh, the Xfinity Series race 
just because of the controversial ending. Oh, yeah. Wrecking Brandon Jones. And yeah. um, boy, it seems like everybody has an opinion uh, in, the, in the NASCAR world on, on how that one ended. Well, I think Kyle Busch, or not Kyle Busch, but Kyle Petty summed it up. He said something to the degree of, you know, it was like he was, he was being a pathetic jerk about the whole thing, something along those lines. But, you know, he just said it was a pathetic move by, you know, a guy, a young kid on the team and taking out his own teammate. And, you know, they had words. They, they kind of got into it after the race was over with, even though Ty Gibbs was booed. I mean, they booed him like nobody's business at that race. And, you know, that kind of erodes again a little bit of this facade we've had for so long about joe gibbs racing that we think joe gibbs racing is this perfect team just because the coach coaching the washington redskins and he had success when he coached there except for the i think the last go around when dan snyder begged him back to come in and nobody could have coached that team and been able to do anything with them uh, much like what ron rivera is having to deal with although he's got a quarterback now um, but still it's that situation and Joe Gibbs has taken a lot of that football philosophy and he's transferred it over to racing and there for a long time it's worked, but he's had a Frankenstein monster that's been hidden in the closet and that's been Kyle Busch and for years trying to deal with him. That's been one problem, you know, then you go and here comes this season. What happens? Bush is up for contract renewal. They don't want to talk to him. They say they're talking to him, but if you were really interested in getting him signed, you would be making the moves to go and get some sponsorship or do something to hold on to this man. Instead, they let him walk. I mean, there's no other way around it. There's that Martin Truex, you know, he's been, he probably had one of the worst years he's had since being on the NASCAR circuit in so many positions to kind of come away with a win and also come away with a shot at the championship and getting into the playoffs. He misses out. The only bright spot has really been Denny Hamlin and Christopher bell. And then Denny Hamlin's had his problems all season long. Either the car's not run right or something's happened here. He gets into a skirmish with Ross Chastain, lets a little bit of the temper fly and saying, you know, he's not going to make, you know, a whole lot of friends this way. And I'm going to remember it. He's going to be on my crap list, so to speak. You know, these things kind of stand out and Joe Gibbs doesn't say anything about it. And then at the end, when Kyle Bush has already walked out the door, they go to interview him and he says, I really wish we could have kept him. Well, you know, hindsight's 2020, but it doesn't do a lot of good now that Kyle has already signed with Richard Childress for next year. Your star is in Christopher Bell. And then the other star coming up into the ranks for next year is going to be Ty Gibbs. And if you can't control that grandson of yours going out there and supposedly racing with that Gibbs name and trying to be fair and trying to get, do the right thing, um, you know, even Coy Gibbs, who's a little bit of a, a rebel to a certain degree because he defended Kyle Busch on one other event when he came in, I think it was at Bristol. There was one other thing. He kind of came in there and talked about, um, one evening in the post race, but, uh, you know, when you can't control your kid and you're trying to teach him how to race the right way and stuff, and you pull a stunt like that, especially on a teammate, um, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well. And I wonder how quickly or how the best way for Brandon Jones to maybe get out of this race team, uh, because he knows where the, the emphasis is going to be. And that's Ty Gibbs and, you know, controversy 
however you want to call it, it was still poor racing, poor sportsmanship on Gibbs's part to knock out his own team member. Um, that's even worse than what, uh, what was it? Cole Custer and Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer running interference for Chase Briscoe. That was bad. Uh, even though they're not arguing the fine and everything, but we come back again. It's the same thing with Joe Gibbs racing. The facade is breaking and some of it's coming apart. Now, what are they going to do to be able to save that race team and keep it together? Or at least some semblance of this winning again and winning the old fashioned way by hard work. Yeah. There was some mocking chants. You talked about yeah. the crowd booing. There were, there was a, a very audible. Thank you. Grandpa as uh right. was making his way to the, to the uh, winner's circle. So, um, yeah, uh, it seems like the shines off the, the, uh, the Joe Gibbs racing team mantle there, uh, for unfortunately for that group. Yeah, I hate it too. I mean, everybody that I've, you know, I've met a couple of people and talked to a couple of people who have met Joe Gibbs. They say he's a wonderful guy. They say he's just a super guy. He's super nice, just really dedicated to what he does. Uh, but you know, when it's kind of like when you turn the other cheek a little bit too much, you're running out of cheek. What are you going to turn and uh, turn this time around? Uh, and I'm not trying to be um, super biblical about this and the way that he is, of course, about his belief in his religion. But, you know, sooner or later, you're kind of telling all these people out here, well, turn the other cheek. Well, I don't have very many cheeks left to turn in this case, Joe. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to rectify this situation? And now it's been thrown into his court. And now the people are saying, the racers are even saying this owners are saying, play with it. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you can come up with. How are you going to get out of this? So getting back to the cup series Sunday at three o'clock in Phoenix. Sounds like it's anybody's race. It is. I mean, it's anybody's race. If you look at it, I just really don't know how this race, we may have another, uh, first time winner on the circuit and that could really mess some things up too. Uh, but you know, these guys, these four guys, they're locked right now. The only thing is it's going to decide who's going to win that one spot in the championship. So you're going to have some fighting for position. Uh, you may even see some tempers flare in this of where you have people that wanted to be there. And I'm talking about Denny Hamlin could also cause some problems, not for him, uh, not for himself, but maybe, maybe for Ross Chastain out of it. Uh, Denny Hamlin, they, the two don't like each other. Oh, and let's not forget Chase Elliott too. So that's three people right there that Denny Hamlin could go and put on his crap list and he could go and say, all right, let's make it rough on him. Let's not make an obvious wreck. Let's not run them out, but let's rub them enough and, and give them some trouble where they don't exactly stay in this race very well, or they have trouble in this race. That's one thing about this team thing is what we're going to see. Uh, Denny Hamlin could very well run some interference for him. I mean, Martin Truex, I doubt it very seriously, but the way I look at it, Denny Hamlin, he's got an ax to grind. He's upset. Ross Chastain knocked him out of the playoffs and he would like nothing more than to get back at Chastain and get back at the other three drivers that have caused him so much pain over the course of the last few years of Chase Elliott's uh, incident at Martinsville, Chastain with the uh, situation, uh, Indy and some other places, I think they were racing St. Louis too. And I think there was a problem. And then of course we can't forget Joey Logano and 
the crazy little uh, mocking that he did of him at Martinsville. He said, oh, it's just short track racing. You know, that's the way he kind of makes fun of uh, Logano out of it. So uh, it's anybody's race. And whoever comes out of this one unscathed, uh, definitely going to be a champion in their own right, not just the NASCAR championship, but in the race itself. This is Sunday at 3 o'clock on NBC. Now, to get uh, live uh, insight and analysis, go to Augusta Free Press on Facebook. Have that there while you're watching the race, and you'll hear, uh, you'll get a sense of what Rod's uh, seeing and, and, and thinking and, and everything else during the race, and he'll give you the updates that you need there. So, um, yep. Rod, look forward to that. And, of course, thank you for your time and insight today. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Chris.